you feel your heart stop like you've been struck by lightning. Every generation has this moment. For the greatest and silent generations, it was Pearl Harbor. For baby boomers, it was when Kennedy was shot. For Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z, it was 9-11. The news hit you like an icy blast. A moment that will be forever frozen in time. Then President George W. Bush said, Today, our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature, and we responded with the best of America, with the daring of our rescue workers, with the caring for strangers and neighbors who came to give blood and help in any way they could. 20 years later, we find ourselves reflecting back on September 11th, 2001. Where were you when you heard the news? How did it make you feel? How did it change your life and the lives of those around you? I'll start us off. Senior year of high school at Monrovia High in California. Just a regular Tuesday morning, getting ready for zero period. Got up, took a shower, still smelled like chlorine from water polo practice the day before. Got dressed, made breakfast, Ego waffles with peanut butter and a glass of milk. I sat down on my bed in my room and turned on my old TV. Bam, plane hits building. Bam, second plane hits building. KTLA Channel 5 pulls back to the anchor, explaining that this was footage from the Twin Towers in New York. I had just seen the World Trade Center in person about three years ago. Another report comes in about the Pentagon in Pennsylvania. All I could do is shake my head and say, they've done it. Welcome to the rest of the world, America. I looked at the clock. It was time to go to school. I woke up my dad and told him what was going on. He shook his head, maybe because he was running on five hours of sleep or the lack there of coffee, but it seemed surreal to him. When I arrived for zero period choir, they had the TV on and were watching the news. There was no class, just a room full of confused kids. Who would do this? Why would they do this? I don't understand. Some sobbing. This was the tone of the day. Most teachers didn't pretend to teach that day. They were taking care of their kids, trying to talk things out. Call me callous. I was one of the few who didn't seem shook. When the yearbook staff was going around asking for quotes from students, there were plenty of outcries and emotional statements. Mine was pretty simple. In Israel, you walk onto a bus. You take your life in your hands at the possibility of terrorism. Why should the United States be any different? It's not what people wanted to hear. They wanted to believe that the U.S. was an impenetrable bubble of safety and security. And they were robbed of that feeling. And they felt great fear that they were no longer safe. Sophomore and junior year, I wanted to go to the Air Force Academy. So the military had my PSATs, SATs, GPA, and my ASVAB scores. And they came a-knockin', quite literally. A naval officer came to my house during the school day, wanting to recruit me. When my mom answered the door, she exchanged pleasantries and told him I was at school. He asked, oh, what college? And she kind of yelled at him, high school, and then slammed the door. After that visit, the mound of flyers in the mail and a few recruiter phone calls, my dad had to have a serious talk with me and my older brother. It was about the gut feeling he had if either of us joined the military. It was the same way he felt right before Vietnam. My brother is more of a pacifist. He didn't have to worry about him. I'm more of a fighter, an idealist. I had to reassure my dad that I wasn't going to join up and get sent off somewhere. I was basically still a kid. It's one of the few times that my dad has ever hugged me and maybe even shed a tear. 
the possibility of losing his son made the strong man that I look up to vulnerable. And that's my story. I'm John Harbaugh from the Parker Williams branch, and on this special episode of Using Our Library Voices, we'll hear from Harris County Public Library staff about their thoughts, reflections, and memories of 9-11. September 11, 2001 started as a quiet Tuesday morning for me. That is, until my uncle called and advised us to turn on the TV because something terrible was happening in New York. It was unbelievable what was unfolding before our eyes. The whole scene was like something out of a horror movie, but this was all too real. I was scheduled to work that night, so I called the branch manager, and she told me that, yes, the library was open for regular hours. I went in at noon and worked until 9 p.m. Traffic on the streets and in the branch seemed so different. There was a quiet feeling to the day and night, kind of desolate. There were no planes flying. A new era had begun. Hi, my name is John Schaefer. I was living in Los Angeles in a little apartment off of uh, Hollywood Boulevard um, when 9-11 happened. Uh, I was living by myself, and uh, I was actually doing a one-man show at the time. So I had this big screen TV that was part of a multimedia presentation. Anyway, it was in my living room, and I'd gotten up that morning and had checked my AOL mail, uh, which is what you did back then, and saw a little picture about, and had, you know, picture of the World Trade Center burning, first tower. And so I turned on the TV, and I got myself a bowl of cereal, and just as about time I'm sitting down, I'm eating a bowl of cereal, is when the second plane hit, and I just remember being, I, I didn't know, it's like, what is going on here? What is going on? And then, of course, the rest of the morning, you know, I was glued to this, you know, this big screen TV in my one one-bedroom apartment uh, on the other side of the country, but uh, it just felt like I was right there the whole time as I watched, you know, the buildings collapse and, and all the news as it was coming in. So it was, it was terrifying. For me, although I know there had been tragedies and horrible events that had happened in the world prior to my birth, this was the first thing that I was witness to in my life that, it, you know, in the present and it seemed like it was just the beginning of now things that have happened on an occasion from, you know, stock market crash to uh, pandemics to hurricanes to tsunamis that, you know, bad things can happen in the world and they will affect me. And it seemed like for me anyway that 9-11 was the first thing that that started with. Hi, my name is Maryam Shah and I'm the Children's Programming Specialist at Barbara Bush Branch Library. On September 11, 2001, I was at work. I used to live in Boston and work in a daycare center. Around 10 a.m., my director came in our class and told us about the attack. And she explained that many parents are terrified and there could be chances of more attacks, more terror attacks. So that is why a lot of parents came early and picked their kids up. And also some co-workers were anxious about their friends and families in New York. Later upon reaching home, I watched news and came to know the horrific incident that shaped the security and foreign policy of our country. 
how it affected me. I would say that as a member of a Muslim community, I feel fortunate enough to be surrounded by the neighborhood and co-workers who were not biased. Even though my parents back home were very much worried about us, one outcome that I noticed is that on airports, we are asked to wait for extra security measures many times, but nothing else. 911 also made me think that despite so many strict measures to enter in the United States, there must be loopholes. Where was I on 9-11? I had just graduated high school. I was going to college and was working for Harris County Public Library. At the time, I was a shelver. And in the morning when the first plane hit, my mom had called me and told me to turn on the news as I was getting dressed. I saw when the second plane hit the Twin Towers. That's when it was told to us that it was a terrorist attack. I remember going into the library, helping customers. A lot of our conversations were about what was happening. I remember the staff putting out the TV so customers could watch the news, really just feeling a big sense of loss for the country as a whole. How did I feel? There was, of course, this greater sense of fear because there were rumors going around that Twin Towers and the Pentagon were not the only targets, that big buildings and main attractions all over um, the U.S. were going to be hit. And I remember thinking that we have so many big buildings and main attractions here in Houston. What if we were the next target city? And I feared for my family as well. I also felt great sadness for the families that lost people that day, not just those that were in the towers, but first responders, those in the airplanes, just a lot of sadness for our country that day. It was truly unbelievable. How did it change my life? Well, it changed it in two ways. The first way being that Right after 9-11, there were often times when I was working or even just out in public when I would get dirty stares and customers just wouldn't want me to help them, honestly, just based on the color of my skin. Those snap judgments helped teach me not to judge others, but also it gave me an opportunity to have an open dialogue with customers and sort of dispel some of those myths and rumors that came alongside of what happened with the 9-11 attacks. And it really reiterated the fact that I love working in a public library because knowledge is power and we are there to help give our customers the knowledge to make educated choices and educated decisions about their everyday lives. Hi, my name is Jerry Marquez. I'm a library program specialist for adult services at the Barbara Bush Library. When 9-11 happened, I was in school in Puerto Rico. I was in seventh grade. Um, all I can distinctly remember were a couple of the faculty members coming to the classroom. I could sense a little panic in their eyes and their expression and very hush-hush. And then our teacher told us that we would be going home because something had happened. My older brother, who was in at 11th grade at the time, drove us home. 
and we turned on CNN and they were just showing the recording of the second plane hitting the Twin Towers. And we just kind of stood there in abject horror with none of us saying anything. I think 9-11 was the first time that uh, we felt, and I think this is collectively, very vulnerable. I remember everyone being glued to their televisions, like watching CNN, um, MSNBC, all the local news channel, and they were constantly playing it. So there was this sense of anxiety and dread of this thing that we thought would never happen, had happened, and what was going to happen next. Um, so that sense of vulnerability, I think, has never left with the passing of time. At least that's how it's affected me personally. Hello, my name is Jennifer Finch, and I'm the branch manager of the Spring Branch Memorial Branch. When 9-11 happened, I was 19 years old and had just moved three months previously for the ninth time. This time, I was living with my grandmother while attending the University of Louisiana Monroe for my sophomore year. I'd had a Louisiana State History class that morning at 7.30. We had a uniformed army officer in our class, and he left with about 30 minutes to go to take a phone call. This teacher wasn't the most engaging, and I'd had about all I could take that morning, so I skipped my next class and was going down the stairs. The army officer was behind me and said, I'll never forget, you know the World Trade Center? The person next to me and I said, yeah, I really only had a vague idea, but I wasn't about to say that. It's not there anymore. Someone blew it up. I think I went into shock a little bit at that moment. I ran over to the Baptist Collegiate Ministry on campus, which was the closest place that I knew that had a TV just in time to see a tower fall. I saw the news come in about the Pentagon. I prayed with the others gathered there, and I think I had, for the second time in my life, something close to an anxiety attack. I watched a bit more and then drove home. I watched the news until it was time for me to go to my afternoon class. My professor let us all talk about what was going on, and I distinctly remember a conversation about a particular news reporter who kept asking, where is the president? And my teacher said, we don't need to know where the president is. If we know where the president is, they know where the president is. That was a very interesting class that I had that day. The next day or so, I can't quite remember exactly when it was. I was working at my hotel at the front desk, and a gentleman came in without a reservation, and he just looked... <sighs> Drained is the only way I can put it. Like he'd had every bit of emotion and energy just sucked out of him. His shoulders were hunched. He was leaning on the counter. When I asked for his address, he just slid me his ID, which had an address at the World Trade Center. This man had just lost everything. I wish I could say that I handled it better, and I just typed in the address and wished him well, but I was a stupid kid and asked the poor man if he had a different address. He was kind of ticked when he said no, deservedly. I just typed in the info then and gave him his key and said my spiel and sent him on his way. I wish I'd done more. I wish I'd known how to express my sorrow and empathy for him at that time, but I just didn't know how to do that. The horror of that week is so easy to draw back and relive. The shock, grief, and terror, the not knowing if there would be more attacks or if any of us were safe, it was very similar and yet very, very different to what we're going through now.
I was driving to work, and then when I felt I heard on the radio what happened to the um, World Trade Center, and my brother Vincent he worked two building next to it. So I was really, really shaking. So I pulled over and trying to call him, my other younger brother Peter, my sister-in-law Kate, and I couldn't get any of them. It was just a crazy day. So I started to cry for a little bit, and then my mom called, and then I couldn't hear anything she said. She was just like, <laughs> and so I had to calm her down, and then we were both crying, and then my sister called, and then my brother called. Everyone is like, call everyone. And so finally, it took like, so I drove to work, and I told Nancy that, you know, my brother is in New York. I just need a little time to, you know, calm myself. And uh, finally, like uh, maybe two hours later, my brother Vincent called and he said he was fine. He said he was supposed to work that day, but he didn't feel good, so he called in sick. What a coincidence, but that's what happened. It's remind me back in 1975 when we had to escape from Vietnam to the United States. It's, it's the same feeling that I had. My parents were strict back home. And my dad had to be like on the schedule of everything. And I took after my parents. So I always do like the schedule. I'm very strict on my kid and all that. After 9-11, I reflect myself and I say, you know, life is too short. So I get a little bit lenient and I live a little bit more and I'm, I'm a little bit kinder to people because I feel that, you know, From time to time, you never know what's going to happen in your life. So this is a good way, um, you know, to be kind to people, listen to my kid more, and, you know, respect others. And that's how I feel on, you know, after 9-11. On September 11th, 2001, I was 10 years old. I was extremely excited to go to school that day because I was going to the book fair. It was there that I realized something was wrong. The parents that oversaw the sale seemed upset. They were tense, whispering. Upon returning to class, my fifth grade teacher explained what happened. We were beyond shocked and couldn't fully comprehend the situation. One teacher immediately left for the Pentagon. Another sat in my classroom to borrow my teacher's phone to frantically call home. She was from New York. In a daze, we went to P.E. We were divided into groups to practice throwing, kicking, and punting footballs. The Twin Towers were all we could talk about. A nervous energy pervaded the gym. My mom picked me up early from school. We went to the bank in a gas station, sitting in line for what felt like ages. We went home and watched the news for hours. That night, we attended a prayer service at church. Nothing would ever be the same. Thank you for joining us today on this special episode. If you are interested in reading more about September 11th and its impact, we have a special collection located on Overdrive. We'd also like to thank all of our staff members who shared their stories with us today. Join us next time on Using Our Library Voices as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month.